that would really confuse everyone because they're like i thought you were australian and i was like no that was fake that was fake it was all a front i'm british we've actually been british this whole time and then because you're a reflector then you'll start being british too that's right i've been british <laughs> this whole time <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? I'm gonna draw a card if it pops out at me. Ooh. Yeah. Can I draw one too? Yes. Okay, let's both draw a card and yeah. then share. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was revolutionary. That sentence <laughs> I just said. <laughs> oh, there she is. Uh, oh, whoa. Okay. Oh, bitch. What deck are you using? I have been using my intuitive night goddess. Tarot. Ooh, yeah, I like them because it's like all feminine. It's all women. It's ladies. It's ladies. They're beautiful. We like the ladies. <laughs> I, I occasionally, like, when I get drunk, I do, like, the, um, I don't know if it, like, I don't, I don't even know how to reference where this accent comes from, but it's, like, <laughs> kind of yelling at everybody, and I'll just, like, <laughs> I don't know. It just happens. Okay, hang on. We got. I got a card. Ooh. Okay, what did you get? I got the Princess of Pentacles. Uh -huh. I Which... got the King of Wands. Ooh. But it, in this in this one, it's called the Spirit of Wands. Yes. Because it's all about the ladies. The ladies. Well, yes. This would normally be the page, but oh. They in this deck, they make it a princess. Oh, I love that. Okay, so tell me what that is, what that's giving. What's that giving um, right now? So the booklets, the booklets keynotes are thirst for knowledge, grounded, practical. And mm -hmm. she says, make your dreams a reality. Um, you have, yeah, you've got the vision, you've got the skills. She's saying now's the time, pretty much. Reframe work as play. Um, yeah, it's like a groundedness to creating the dream. Mm, I love that. Which does feel quite apt because I was just um, watching a video about the we're coming into the human design new year. Yes. Yeah. It feels big, this, like, this portal. It's like, yeah. This next new moon to full moon feels like it's going to be a, like, a very initiatory time. Mm. So, um, I don't know. Yeah, it feels, feels big. We're in a dark moon phase right now, right? Mm-hmm. But it's about to be the new moon on, mm. like, a few years, a few days yet. Like, yeah. I think it's about, like, three days or something. But, 
Yeah, um, I was talking to Peggy, fellow 5'2 reflector, and we got like Mountain on the Moon, our little baby, but it's been just like shifting and changing, and we've been a little bit resistant because it's like, we love this thing and this like little love child, but Mm. it's kind of asking us to do something different. Um, So we don't know what that is yet, but um, yeah, we're... Wait, I kind of lost my train of thought on why I was even... Oh, she says to me, yeah, let's let's not make me and you on full moons and new moons, like, kind of disengaged. So let's not do anything too, too quick right now. And I'm like, oh, my God, we do do this. She's on the left angle cross of identification. I'm like, there you are, just identifying shit. Identified. Yeah. I'm like, I... I never saw that, but I do. Like I just like kind of evaporate for a few days during the full moon and new moon. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know how like how are new moons for you usually? Um good question. I think um upon reflection, like a lot yeah, they're like a lot denser than um the full, which makes sense like if we hmm. Um, like if we conceptualize the full moon as like being like pregnant in a way, like it's full. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, like there's the thing. And mm-hmm. then you go into the space to like empty afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. You're in that emptying portal. So it, it really feels like the equivalent of an emotional low in terms yeah. of, um, the energetic cycle of the month. I normally um, go into more like emo, emo feels. Yeah, I I definitely feel that. Yeah. Um, kind of in also conjunction with uh, my menstrual cycle too has been interesting to watch that evolve because um, I am now ovulating over my new moon phase so there's this kind of juxtaposition that's going on where I feel very you know forward and full and like my body has enough energy to do my my body's at its full moon yeah but the the planets are in their new moon and uh, or that the the moon is in its new moon um and so I'm the same you are the same Yes. Yeah. Um, and there's I, now I'm gonna forget what that that means. Kind of something specific. I think it means that like you know you're kind of like planting the seeds of your dreams. Like like you're you're creating actions and doing things. Like I mean, spirit of wands. It's like yes, you're in this creation mode, which is almost like a it is a new moon, but there's a lot of energy in it as well. Like you're creating and doing a lot of things, but also for me, at least I'm, when I'm creating, I'm pretty like stationary and, and cognizant of rest as well. So it, it goes mm-hmm. kind of hand in hand and it's like planting what's going to come forth in the full moon um, through like very deliberate actions and yes. my spirit of wands uh, the keywords of it are passion, spiritual realization, vision, imagination, and guidance. Um, 
Our final goddess is in the suit of wands, stands before fire leaping from the earth. She holds her staff in one hand and a shawl above her head adorned with flowers. Her gaze is white and glows like the stars that surround her, hinting that she has achieved cosmic connection. With this integration, she can see beyond the veil and is ready for the next phase of her journey. Interesting. Um, <laughs> interesting. Wow. Okay, cool. And this woman has red hair. So, so it's you. So I'm the spirit of wands. Yeah. Um, okay. So innocence, <laughs> innocence files. Right um, how, how do we feel collectively in innocence? Do we want to chat about this idea that we were talking about earlier in desire? Like that, you know, that desire still is alive and well, even though we have innocence motivation and yes. there's a huge kind of distinction between desire transference and being a desirous human flesh. Yes. Back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. to say that innocence is without desire, I don't know. Like that's <laughs> or that in a, people with innocence motivation don't desire things. That's like saying, I don't know, like... I don't know, like to not desire, you'd be dead, right? Right, right. <laughs> is that is that too traumatic? No, I feel like it's like it hits the money right on the head. But it's, I don't know if you were ever, you know, like coming into human design, we're receiving a whole new conditioning. And so like that was like sometimes these words get taken quite literally and condition us in like the weirdest ways. And it took me a long time to realize like, Oh, like I was literally internalizing that as if I couldn't desire things in the material plane. It was very, it's been a very bizarre deconditioning to unravel um, after kind of having been conditioned with it by the system. So Wait, I want to ask you because I don't think I know the story of how you found design or how it found you most likely as a third line. Um, I don't know that story. Um, it's not that it's not that fancy. It's not like I mean, <laughs> um, but <laughs> but I was listening to a podcast. It was called uh. uh soul on fire with jordan younger who is also a reflector herself and at the time she had she jenna zoe was like coming into her name and and this was about okay wait i'm coming up on my four-year anniversary in february yep. um of finding design so four years ago jordan younger had this woman on the podcast and she found out she was a reflector and i was listening to this podcast at the time and kind of I I think if I were to look at it I was I was oh oh my gosh I was 26 so I wasn't close to Saturn return but I I think I was definitely having this moment of like I was engaged and doing all these kind of like big kid things and I was kind of recognizing how different I was energetically from a lot of the people around me and and really feeling that and and so I, I hear this podcast with Jen Zoe. She's talking about the reflector. And I'm like, like I, that, that is me. Yeah. That, like that. Okay. But then, 
But then in the same episode, she's like, it's only like 1% of people, which by the way, I could go on a whole thing about, I hate the percentages. It's just, it's just like, I can't stand it. Um, But (laughs) it, it like, I, I would, you know, I I heard that like oh one percent, Cody. There was like this other voice too that was like, well, it was the same voice, the critical one that was mm-hmm. like, "You dumb asshole! Like you're not one percent of energy types. Like you think you're so special." There was this <laughs> whole like, there was like this whole dialogue, and sure enough, I went and um, you know, she at the time was like, "Go look it up on Jovian Archive or whatever," and so I went and pulled it, and I was like, "Yep, I'm an alien." Sure enough. Yeah. Um, the 1%. Which, yeah, the 1%. To, it's just a very strange thing. And it is it is quite... Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting experience. Um, because it feels... It feels like, oh, wow, this special, cool thing. Like, I am, like, truly different. But everybody is... <laughs> Like everybody is their 0.0001% of themselves. Yeah. Typing is obviously like with their, you know, makes up our auric field, but uh, yeah, that languaging around the percentages was really weird to kind of come in contact with in that context because I took that in and made it mean something, which then kind of also conditioned me as well. And well, well, let's like one percent of the population. Okay, that yeah. is seventy-eight million people. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, like that can be like what a mental trip that that yeah. can be. Yeah. Yeah, and that's still. I mean, that's still a lot of people out there. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Um. <laughs> It doesn't take away the specialness, but it's like, it's like, um, how to say? It? It's like forcing specialness, right? Yes. It's like desire. It's like desire specialness. Oh my it, god! It straight it, out of straight to boot, like straight out of the gate. This yeah. new layer of conditioning, which yeah. told me that I was special because of this one thing. I wasn't special because I was born. You know, like we are all innately <laughs> special because we we exist. Yep. And yep. and so it took me out of that understanding. And it it, it layered on this whole other weird marketing tool. Yes. <laughs> and it, is. it is. And um yeah. So that was how I came into contact with human design and it was a, it was a trip and it's been a trip ever since. Um, Oh, human design is a trip. Like let's maybe let's like visit that for a second. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like, uh, if we, I mean, respectfully, like if we use Jenna Zoe as an example, like beautiful, like content, um, but, and just Instagram as a whole, pop HD. Mm-hmm. Yep. It like, and I don't know how you can communicate this in an Instagram carousel, but these things, like some of these concepts do get watered down, which is where 
we've got the HD purists. So, like, I do respect their process because they're in some ways, like, trying to warn people. It's like, this is not, this is not, um, it might be simple, but it's not easy. Or it might be easy, but it's not simple. I don't know, like, one of those. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, when you start deconditioning, it's like, it, it, it can be hardcore. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It can be. I mean, literally, if I'm going to strip it down a little bit, it's, like, caused extreme marital upset. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Borderline big D upset. Mm. And th- that's human design. <laughs> it it is. is in largely a part of my deconditioning process. Because especially as somebody who is um completely undefined i am i am conditioned in a lot of ways yeah i i I mean that is just a part of that (laughs) there is never there's really there's Mm. not a processing unit innate to myself that is consistent and so it's been like wait (laughs) well we also like i mean you got to do it at first you got to do it at the start like when you come into the process, you have to demonize conditioning, but then you you get to a point where it's like, okay, we, we have to have the conditioning. Like there's not, you can't, you know, as you say, like we are the not self, like we are our conditioning to say that we are not these things is like, again, is to say that we are out desire without desire. Like we might as well be dead. Yeah. Um, because in some ways then we would be experiencing oneness like we'd be up in the in the or down or wherever it is in the bloody divine union of the sky just yep. like vibing as a soul but we are not doing that we're yeah. we're down in the nitty-gritty we're in the mire mm-hmm. um and we are our conditioning and we are like all of these things as it strips away and then comes back yeah, um, and it's it's always working. Our mechanics, like I, this was, I, I, I yeah. told you a little bit about my mushroom journey. Like that's what I I really kind of came to in that journey was like, oh, I, I've never, I've always been operating this way. Like now that I'm starting to truly see yes. it from a passenger perspective, I've always been doing this. So a yeah. lot of, a lot of the conditioning yeah, is is the human design as well, like thinking that, oh, I'm going to be a different way. It's like, it's actually just kind of rewriting the stories of the other that, you know, the other has put upon us and you know, childhood, yeah. all, you know, all the stuff that distract us from how we are, are actually already living our design all the time, in every moment, in every breath. Well, it allows us to have like a language for supporting like you know like our internal confidence in like no like this is who I am and some people mm, take that maybe a little bit far and it's like oh is that really who you are is that a (laughs) distorted pattern but like but that aside you know you just come to recognize that oh that you mean that 
the way I like that really is me and like that's okay you know yeah. a huge acceptance moment yep and like same thing for me like what I was talking about when we went live the other day on Instagram like I would I was working as a theater director. Like I was guiding, I was guiding the people long before I knew about design. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and there was like invitation, right? Like it was like, Hey, yes. you do this. Please do this. Will you do this for us? Yes. That is so cool. See, we're it, always doing it. Yeah. We're already being it. Yeah. And then our minds come in and take in all of this information and oh wow, like I'm God and um, I'm God. <laughs> I'm I'm God and I have control over it. And I, you know, it's like a new control tactic over the thing. Uh okay. But that the that's like <laughs> I I, Say I it. Have, I have nowhere to I have nowhere to land on this, so I'm just gonna say the what I don't know is like the paradox of being like we are the creator, right? We're creating yeah. our reality and also no choice. Like both yeah. are actually true at the same time. Yeah. So mm, yes. what the fuck, basically. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> I I have nothing actually to say to that because it's it, this is a, a major contemplation of my daily existence. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, like wait, I I'm chose, I chose that. Did you? Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did, Did I? You? Or am I just flying through space? Well, it it's both. It's both. It, it it's both. Oh my god, you say you say both the same as as our friend Sadie. Both. <laughs> Both. So it's like got a little, it's got like a little, it's got a little, it's like down in my throat. Both. It's got the, um, it's got a little triangle. It's got a little hat on. Yeah. Both. Say, will you say yours? Both. 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 No. 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 I, my my like actually my mouth won't even do that like i'm trying to no like i no is it a is it a tongue curl you gotta put it back in your throat no no nope that was no, close no <laughs> oh that was good that was that was decent that was not bad i'll keep i'll keep working on it you know what okay. would be really fun is someday if you, can you do an american accent um oh god <laughs> i i mean i know how okay hang on is it um, is that hard like is is it difficult i, to... I feel like it's hard talking to someone like i feel like i could drop into one in my like insane zone on my own yeah um, okay <laughs> oh no now i've gotten all nervous <laughs> sorry gotten, i shouldn't have done the little desire. chuckle I should have done the little chuckle. I chuckled. It made you nervous. I'm sorry. Okay, hang on, hang on. <laughs> okay, no, I'm, I can't do it right now. Oh, okay, hang on. Let me just try. Let me third line it. Uh, I don't know. 
I think it's because I talk to so many American people all the yeah. time. It's so yeah. normal now. No, that's okay. That's okay. Let's not press it. Let's not press it. Yeah, it's yeah, going to yeah. come out eventually. And yeah, I'm going to do it. The some- only context that I have until I entered the human design space of like Aussie accent was Crocodile Dundee. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, wait, Chris, I need to. Can we pause? Yes. And. And this should stay on the record, but have we been in desire for 25 minutes of this podcast? Is it already 25 minutes? Yeah. What the fuck happened to time? I don't know. I don't, I don't feel it. Can you feel it? (sighs) Okay. Talk this out with me. Tell me why you, why you're. This is what I'm sensing. I was like, Is it because we had an idea of what we wanted to talk about on the pod? Like there was like this um, and it's shifted like right in this moment now. But like at the start, I was like, oh, we're being like so formal. We're Mm. like, the girlies are formal on the pod, which is fine. Mm. But I, I noticed it. Did you notice? I, well, I mean, I shifted. So to f- to I shifted into like a performance. So is that desire, mm-hmm. or can you perform innocently? Is mm-hmm. my question. Can you actively move into a state of like a? It also um, early on what I felt. I don't know if you're you're feeling this amplification is um, I was having an awareness of how I'm starting to have awarenesses of like my how my expression changes with mm-hmm. the, with the moon oh. um, and like truly how they say like reflect you don't know day to day and we shifted from gate 10 yeah. earlier on which is natal for me it is it is definitely a part of my voice but we are in a completely open channel for me which are, we're in 58 right now. And oh. 15 and 18 are always very um, activating for me because I, I grew up with a mom who had 58, 18. Mm. Um, and so it's just like always, it's, you know, that's a conditioning that I was around for um, my whole life. So I felt it early on. I was like, hmm, my expression just like kind of feels but I will say I felt innocent. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I was aware of like maybe a different expression coming through or a different voice or something like mm-hmm. that. But like, no, I feel, I feel calm. Like I feel chill. Well, this is like getting a bit meta, but this is exactly like the topic as well. Like you asking the provocation, like, can, can, can we perform innocently? Mm-hmm. You know, um, what it what do you what's your take? Um I think we can, but it's not uh I'm I'm like pondering this this word this notion of the performance because I know that we can express innocently and that can take many, 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 many different forms. And so, like, are we, like, 
is 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 the trip like that we can be in desire innocently mm. 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 <sighs> well okay here's what i will say okay My- go that I think it's what we came to unpack. I it, feel innocent yes. about this desire versus desire transference thing. Yeah. And yeah, this yeah. is okay. This is it. This this is it. Yep. We had it we have a desire to maybe create or I, I will speak for myself. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't know this is why it feels innocent. Is it mm-hmm. doesn't feel it feels fun. It feels like, okay, I'm going to play in this thing. And like my body wants to like create this thing and like really tend to it. Yeah. And, and give it my, give it a version of myself that is full and desirous of, of human nature. Like I don't, I don't have words around it. It's like a human nature thing that I'm describing. That that does like that desire, yep. but it doesn't feel. But like being within it is innocent, and so it is. It's it is that that thing that we're talking about. It this doesn't feel like desire transference to me, which is the active motive of like I'm gonna do. I'm gonna show up right now in order to like make a point. I'm gonna like. I want to make sure that this is coming through very clear. I didn't have that. So I don't know if that helped lend any, anything. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. How does that feel like taking it in? What I just said. It feels good. It feels like um, in real time for me, like layers dissolving around like around innocence and these like different elements of it because obviously it's like incredibly complex yeah uh, as we are incredibly complex like beings Mm -hmm. um and perhaps it was not you so much as it was me myself like in in like experiencing my own internal trip of experiencing the podcast, like in real time and being like, this isn't what we did last time. Mm. Yeah. And that's also like, I was listening to gate uh, gene K 48 um, yesterday. Mm. And uh, Richard Rudd talks about how, you know, like, in our disc- like we've we've been talking about this, but it's the well, right? Like it has incredible depth. But yeah, Richard Rudd talks about because it moves from let me let me keynote you real quick. Um, yes, I love a keynote. <laughs> it moves from the shadow of inadequacy, the gift of resourcefulness, and it's the city of wisdom. And he oh. says he says wisdom is never the same. He's like, don't try oh. to do the same thing that you did before. That's not going oh. There's no wisdom there. You already did it. Oh. And so here we are 
and I'm just going to roast myself quickly. Like, here we are, we're doing the pod, and I'm like, oh my god, like, wait, it's totally different. Yes. Oh my god, dude. And so I'm like in... I, I met, so perhaps not you, but me, like I was in desire just then. Do you feel like to pinpoint it? I want to, I guess I, I want to understand. Mm. Um, you weren't, but because you had, you had this moment in this thought, it was like, wait, do I need to make it? Do I have an agenda all of a sudden? Do I need to switch something? Am I doing it? Inc- you know, like, yeah. was that when it initiated, when you, the question popped into your head? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And say so now, I mean, this is like, we've just, like, this is HD in real life. Like, my, so, like, that was solar plexus. That was a confrontation. That was wow. Like, that was like, wait, what's the truth here? And, and, but like also the depth of the wisdom in you bringing it to awareness, like mm. this, this moment, like you used that, you move, you used that moment in that blip of transference and in, in your experience to move us back into innocence. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like yes. we've come full circle and like you feel it too. We're feeling it right now. It's just like yeah. fucking vibing. Yeah. And I, would, I would love it if um, like, uh, I don't know, I'm going to innocently put it out there. Like if anyone like listens, did you like, can you clock the difference? Yeah. Because like I know internally and I'm going to infer the same thing for you, Cody. Like it is like, I'm like, oh, it's me now. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, this is like the layer to the reflector though, too, because, um, Mm -hmm. there is, um, a level of unconsciousness. Like I was, it's, and it's not to take away like, Oh no, that was like you, like you were, no, like I am an active participant. That's just how, um, in, uh, like insidious implies like a, I don't mean insidious and like this like negative like evil connotation, but like just that it seeps in and and like the amplification mm. amplification becomes mm-hmm. me and it can be also very hard to identify when I am in relation to the other. I'm open to them. I'm actively sampling the amplica- amplification just becomes me. And so like you might be having an awareness because you have access to that in every moment. Mm. And I'm just like, I don't know. Oh, and that is, but that is also the source of the wisdom of the reflector is like being able, and you have brought this to my, my awareness is like, it's about watching the reflector. It's not, it's not even necessarily anything that they're identifying or intellectualizing. Mm -hmm. And that's actually kind of besides the point. Yes. Wow. This has been a wild ride. I love it. <laughs> I fucking love every second of this. This is an incredible episode. That was like that was actually crazy. <laughs> it was fucking awesome. That was awesome. It was so awesome. <laughs>
Oh my god, we're so great. Um, we're so great. Okay, here's my American accent. How's how's that? Oh my god, I don't like it. I like I like that you're an Aussie. I am. <laughs> yeah, through and through. Like it. Yeah. <laughs> I felt I, I felt it's, it's the quite American. Aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, that's like a. That's funny. Your Aussie accent like gives a. <laughs> a what's the word I want? To, like a fe, a femininity or like oh. not a femininity. It's not that. It's like it's just you. So anything outside of that is just like what? Well, yeah, and also yeah. like me trying to do an American accent is. Uh, requiring quite a lot of effort on my behalf. Behalf? <laughs> I'm gonna stop now. That was so embarrassing. <laughs> That's how you sound to me. Oh my <laughs> god, I'm embarrassed on behalf of America. Behalf. But it's behalf. because I it's because I have the Australian slash like English like um intonation. Is that the word? whatever yeah. but like yeah. like i do say like i pronounce a lot of words with like the r instead of where even like a lot of australians say the ah sound uh so i say behalf okay that's i say and what and and they usually say behalf or like be behalf on the no, be, on behalf that. yeah yeah behalf god that's you say behalf no, I can't say that. You say behalf. Behalf? Behalf. Behalf. Okay. On behalf of. Yes. How okay. funny. Yes. Eng How English funny. intonation. Yes. Have you, sorry, sidebar. Um, I'm not sorry, but have you seen these like clips of Prince Harry reading an excerpt from his book? No. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow. Yeah. He, he's like, talking about i don't know what actually the context of the book is but like he talks about this um like pain he's having penis pain or something <laughs> and he says torture <laughs> and he's like and the clip what's torture penis oh so he's like and now the and now the the FBI or whatever is going to like um, put it in your, in your Instagram. But um, he, yeah, the clip, the clip like pops up and he's like, my penis was oscillating between raw something and absolute agony. And then he like talks about what? how he has to put on like an ointment and his friends like use this Elizabeth Arden cream. And he's like, Oh, my mom used that cream. And then he smells this Elizabeth Arden cream and he puts it on his todger. And then he's like thinking about his mom. And I was like, wow, you really, you really said all that. Like you really, is that innocent? That's because, I, I'm curious if he's innocent's motivation. <laughs> because, and this was like kind of, this like kind of alludes to what I was uh, like what we were chatting about or I was trying to allude to last night like this kind of expression that by all intents and purposes is so socially incorrect like like Harry stop like 
Freud is having a field day. But like, yeah. in actual fact, it's like everybody has these experiences. Everybody like has these weird ass fucking thoughts. They just don't make it all the way out. Yeah. And with an innocence person, they're coming. Um, I really, uh, the thing that you were commenting on, I, I've, I, I'm glad, you, not that we're going to bring it up here, but like, mm. I meant to message you back about it because I have, I have so many stories, even of that nature that is just like, it's innocence mm. to like, even just like, yeah, social, um, what's the word I'm on look for that's correct for now um yeah hot topics i guess yeah so like i i suppose to be less vague for um people listening um what we're talking about there are some personal things that are not like relevant for the pod but we're kind of talking about where expression where innocent expression and i mean like words is so it's so like wrong in a way and i think like that harry example is a really great example or it's like, perfect you know or like when um god i don't know uh, like freud being like like the oedipus complex and like everyone's going oh you can't like possibly say that like no one wants to fuck their mom and then it's like well did yeah, they do. Just, did he just not? Yeah, like did he? Like the guy just named like something, you know, that is in the human experience, and that to me is innocent. But then, it's our response to it that creates the story, right? Yes. And yes. what we do with the thing itself. So we can have like, um, what's it? What's an example of something that a child would do? You have children. What's something that, like, maybe one of your children has said to you that's been, like, quite confronting? Well, I, I guess I would um, – I guess I'm kind of, like, also contemplating their privacy <laughs> at the moment. But, like, oh, to oh, not oh. even go to – to not even go too, like, deep into it, but, like, their body stuff. Mm. Um, mm. Like, body stuff is – especially, like, right now we're learning a lot about the body. And I have so many conditionings around that. And so, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's always like innocent. Like even this is not a specific story, but like uh, finding our vagina and finding our, like, what are these little tiny nipples and like explaining that yeah, and just being very neutral. Whereas like my mom has come over and been like, oh, we're not touching. And, and yeah. I'm like, no, not in my house. Like, we're not doing that. That's an innocent expression. That's like their elbow. Yeah. Like, exactly. You know, the, oh vagina, the, the vagina is the elbow. Like it's it's <laughs> like the shin. It's it's just it's just a part of it's, your body. Yes, and like, and so for them to like search with their hands or talk about it or whatever is very innocent. And us yes. adults like to distort that. Yes, and and I'll jump in here to like also um, <laughs> shield your children because children like I mean innocence like does need to be protected you know absolutely yeah so mm -hmm. i'll talk about my own experience which i have written about before about when i was a kid i was like 
and to this day, I love touching my nipples. Like, it's very comforting. It's like, but it's very neutral. And this started yeah. when I was a child. And I remember being four years old. And my parents were like, no, don't do that. Especially when other people are around, especially in public, this is not something that we do. And obviously there are like contexts to this, but I learned very quickly that what I was doing was not to be done. Right. That was what was communicated to me. But I, but there was no agenda. I was not going, I'm four years old. I need to get my rocks off. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What? And so, you know, plus like being a third line, it was kind of like they they couldn't really stop me. Like they tucked my shirt in and I'd just go through the top. I was like, you guys, you guys can't stop me. (laughs) You're like, I'm getting at the nipples. Let's stop. Let's all stop pretending. Listen up. (laughs) The nipples are getting touched. Okay. So you just need to accept that. But like, this is, you know, like obviously the adults around were confronted by this innocence. And this is like, this is what, you know, really, and this is just going to come up continually, like throughout this podcast about the confrontation of innocent expression. Mm-hmm. Um, because it doesn't have an agenda. <laughs> and a child being like, a child saying something that they heard for the first time on TV, repeating that. That child is not, the child has no agenda. They're just like trying things out in the world. Oh, can I share something that actually happened today? Oh, um, In context of my kids that isn't like, it is not like, I don't care to protect it because it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> okay. um, so um, I, I, you know, like we're pretty free with our language around our house because I really believe in, in like engendering Intel, like the fact that these little human beings are are intelligent innately and that they deserve respect and blah 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 that whole tirade um so like i guess i'm saying that with the context of i want to use language in my home in a way that i can teach them um mm-hmm. and that you know there might be appropriate times and maybe but like not assuming that they're too stupid to learn those contexts around it or whatever me and my husband decide our preferences are on language, which I'm, I'm very much free. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. They can like be offended. I don't care, but he's not that way. So I'm co-parenting and taking in his, you know, what he also thinks into consideration. So today my, my, my oldest daughter was like, She's like twirling on the floor in front of me and she's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, god damn. <laughs> she's like, and, and she's just having a blast. And I, and I'm watching it and it's just like such an innocent expression. She's hearing this language around our house and I'm not ashamed yeah. of it. I'm actively like also putting it out there in, in a non ashamed way. Like we get to use our voice and we get to use our words. Yeah. Uh, also, while still holding Ben's feelings um, <laughs> loosely, because <laughs> I'm a Virgo, so uh, I'm the queen of the house. Um, but I just I because of my understanding of how he feels about it, it's more of like a conversation. So I, I noticed her doing, it and I said, "Oh, let's talk about that. Like, how does it? You know, like, 
why are you feeling like you want to use that word? Mm. I don't know. I heard mommy. And I was just like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, is it kind of fun? She's like, yeah, I like to. And like the conversations are not like that in depth about it. It was like for me as an innocently motivated parent too. Mm. I'm just like, yeah, fucking go on with your bad self, little girl. <laughs> like, cause it does, it does feel fun using your language in a way that like, especially like adults are doing stuff around you. I felt that as a kid, I was like, I want to be an adult. I want to use my language how I want, but I couldn't because of the setting. So it's going to continue to be a thing, but it was a moment of like, she's not saying that for any particular reason, except to learn and like feel how it she's testing it out. Yes. Well, you know, what just landed when you were just like telling that story was I mean so much so much um conditioning and at oftentimes pain that and shame that comes about from innocence is about the reaction yeah and so like like you just describing that story right like how often does a kid just do something and the adult is is like the adult like receives this projection of what it means about them. Yes. Like if, if you're right, like if your kids are swearing and you're out in public and you're like, oops, bad mom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like what it actually, what innocence actually requires of us is to like pick apart every single thing that we believe to be true. Oh my God. Like everything. Like why is swearing bad? Like I was having conversations at my um, workplace last night and then talking about professionalism. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? What, what's professionalism? Yes. And I am a little bit of a loose unit at times. Uh, <laughs> I do, I do have some foresight and some, um, uh what's the word god i don't even know what the word is desire <laughs> no, no, i do have some uh restraint is the word believe uh, it or not uh, i do uh, i do have some <laughs> yeah there's um, a little bit in there just a smidge yeah there's a there's a there's a teeny tiny teeny tiny um yeah. bit of restraint and so like you know i'm not always like a loose cannon but like in ha- i'm always contemplating like when someone and this is for us also as third lines. Someone presents a rule. It's like, I'm so sorry. I'm about to break that rule. Yes. Yes. I, like, I'm, I, I'm so sorry that you told me that. Yeah. I have to do the opposite. Like, you can absolutely never talk to me about boundaries or rules. <laughs> <laughs> I relate with this. I feel like it's also a third line body thing. Yeah. In tandem with innocence, third line body in tandem with innocence is a trip. And I think there is like a, a, there's a spectrum, right? Because like if someone's like, um, okay, for example, like you just then like being like, oh, I want to like protect the privacy of my kids. There was no part of me that was like, I need to test that boundary. Do you yeah. know? Like there is, um, it's almost like a universal law or something, but like if we, if we, if we are the like third line, 
how the third line is communicated is like the third line is really of the earth. It's of Ozabra communicates like it's of the Maya and we are the manipulators of the Maya, right? So like we are testing and pushing up against things all of the time. But there are some things that I think we just know innately are not to be tested or maybe, maybe we already tested them. Maybe we didn't, but like, I don't know for me, like protecting kids is without question. Yes. Uh, and we've, we've spoken about this in private conversation that the sixth line, the sixth color, the, mm-hmm. all of that, that, that six energy frequency yeah. is of divinity. It is divine mm-hmm. and it recognizes the divine in all things, yes. which is a universal truth. Yeah. So when we, which, and, and children are yeah. innocent, like regardless yeah. of their motivation, every single t- child is yeah. in innocence all of the time until that is, you know, there's like, so, I mean, there's a developmental age, whatever, like it's corrupted. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different like layers onto that, but yeah children are are innocence and they are divinity so there's no there's no there's just never i don't think there's human beings in the planet that could argue me on on that (laughs) or or, or anybody like not not just me not Mm. argue with me argue with you argue with anybody Mm. they are the divine yes so yeah exiting soapbox makes it quite fascinating to like uh this is not a completely formed thought so maybe it will will like bookmark it but when uh, i'm just thinking about like when like adult rules for kids like when the adult agenda is placed on children oh i i mean and there's so many conflicting agendas (laughs) when the when the adult motivation. Yes. <laughs> it's the, because uh, we're all like distorted, right? We're all conditioned. We're all distorted. Yeah. So a lot yeah. of the times our, our motivations are also our transference. Yeah. And um, I, in preparation for children and like, you know, moving into toddlerhood and all these things, we have taken like respectful parenting classes and things of that nature. Mm. And the biggest piece that I've taken away from that is in observing my reaction to them. They have been the greatest deconditioning tool of my life Yeah. to witness when I am triggered and activated Yeah. and like literally anything they do, like often, you know, even just like the smallest thing, the scream, the yell, the running around behaving in a certain way. Yeah. Innocence. And when I have a moment and I have the recollection to go, oh, hey, like I'll ask my daughter occasionally when I'm, I'm still human. So sometimes I raise my voice and yeah, like I'm trying really hard, but you know, <laughs> I've I got mean, a lot of conditioning. Um, there's no judgment from me yeah. about that. Like, yeah, you know what? Like people lose, lose their shit. <laughs> like. I, I am a pretty good mom, I would say. I would say I'm a I'm a great mom like ninety-five percent of the time. Five yeah. percent of the time I'm like, why are we screaming? <laughs> <laughs> so it's rare, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> But um often if I am able to 
gain that awareness in the moment, I can stop her and say, hey, 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 what's happening here? Mm. Oh, I want to play a puzzle with mommy or it's always innocence. Yeah. Every single time, everything that me and my husband project onto them is rarely never the thing that they are behaving in reaction to. They're not manipulating. They're not, you know, being bad. Of course, because how would they, like, first of all, where are they going to learn that from? Yeah. I mean, also the whole world. So, like, you know, there's some things that are kind of, like, out of your hands in that regard. Yeah, absolutely. Also, I'm I'm having an awareness right now as we're speaking. I feel like for anybody who's listening in, it is uh, something I've learned for myself is any of the parenting tools that I've collected for my children are absolutely 1000% applicable to my inner child work. Mm-hmm. Like you have something, yes, we're adults and yes, we carry great responsibility to to recognize that we live in a social world and there's like these, you know, there's these constraints around us that we can't really control. And so there's all these kind of things, but your inner child is also inner innocent yeah. innately. Yeah. What is coming up and what is coming out? And are you judging that? And like, yeah, like that, I feel like I'm talking parenting here, but <laughs> we're talking inner child parenting too. Yes. And so, I can't remember if I said this on the last episode or not, so forgive me if I did. But um, this part, like this, the inner child work, um, first of all, is forever, which I think yeah. is what you're alluding to. Um, but the like these parts, the the more you reject them, my friends, the more that they're there. <laughs> like right. Anyone who's like, uh, I don't need to do inner child work. It's like, okay, show me where your inner child is at the wheel without your awareness. You're scared, like angry, (laughs) like inner child is at the fucking helm (laughs) and you're in denial about it. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It is like the controlling voice. And actually... I'm coming to, I think you are the one that recently put this. The reason I'm even able to like kind of draw this conclusion is I'm pretty, yeah, you, you reminded me of this inner child thing, which I've, I've done a bunch of inner child work in the past, but it hasn't been something I've been looking at actively within the last six months. And yeah, I think you must've said it on the last podcast because now I'm having a moment where I'm going back and going, Oh yeah. Yeah, that never ends. Like, and, we always need to dive into that. And there's actually a way, like, and perhaps this is, I mean, I don't know how much um, effort this might require of some people because I do want, like, I acknowledge that it, it, it is quite innate for me personally. Um, but there, there are ways to integrate y- your inner child into everyday life like in ways that um you know like like the inner child work at the start yeah it it can be pretty grueling like I'm not gonna sugarcoat that like when there's when you gotta go back all the way back (laughs) yeah Um, and like be with all of those hurt scared like 
just like fearful, devastated young parts. That that's like that requires quite a bit of effort. But then like once that part, you know, yeah, like, it's that that isn't forever. Like there's always more layers, of course. But like my, I feel my. I, I suppose I don't think about it so much anymore because I feel like they're always there. And then last yeah. last year, I was able to journey with my inner teen, which I'd never done before. And like, oh, was she sassy? Um, she was a lot of things. She was very horny and very mad. <laughs> um, and very creative as well. Like, uh, oh, cool. Like, I journeyed that with my mentor, and like doing that. Uh, I feel really unlocked, like deep wells of creativity within me because, and this is how it was taught to me by my mentors, like shout out to Beck is that, you know, if we're looking towards um, when you're a teen, guess what? That's puberty. You know what that means? Hormones. You know what that means? Sexual life force energy. That is the energy of life. And that is a lot of fucking energy in a tiny little body. Where's it going to go? Like, no wonder, like, being a teenager is fucking insane. (laughs) Well, and then also layer on the fact that we have, you know, this, all this societal conditionings around that expression for teenagers. It's like, yeah, all of, all of us as teenagers are just running around like, what do I do? I'm told I'm not supposed to do anything, but it's like driving the boat right now. Yes. And I can't like, especially like for me in a religious, you know, upbringing is like, don't touch yourself. Don't touch mm-hmm. anybody else. Just yep. repress it. Yeah. Which has left me um, numb and out of touch with my sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of, wow. A lot of layers there. I don't, I'm, I would be a little bit, I would say that that's probably my next step in inner person mm. parenting. And um, that feels terrifying. There's <laughs> a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot there. Yeah. I would say in like, in some ways, you know, like going to your inner child, giving them a cuddle and some words of affirmation Um comparatively to when you go to your inner teen and you're like oh she's pissed yeah is fucking ready to cut my head off Um, can i ask you something yeah what so i would assume that there are parenting techniques for that inner teenager just as you do for your child what did your inner teenager want from you Wow, what a great question. Um, like uh, uninhibited expression. Mm. And I, you know, I did bring a lot of that to like my public kind of practice in terms of like my Instagram and stuff. But a lot of that was done in a private container, like in a safe space. Like that, yeah. not all of that was for everyone you know, but yeah. the permission of like, okay, okay, let loose. Like, like, and 
well, in some ways, like, that did mean some very chaotic expression to real people in my life. Yeah. You know, and, like, I lived that and I, and I would live it again. Yeah. Um, but that's not necessarily the path for everyone. Not everyone is necessarily, like, resourced in that way. So I would just say, like, um, yeah, full expression in a, in a safe container. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. Like, well, and I mean, like, in all the ways, like, whether that's, ah, expression in a painting, in a song. Oh, expression, you're mad? Okay, you just, like, go cut up that thing. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, fuck that shit. I mean, like, I wasn't kicking any drywall, but I did that when I was a real teenager. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, and I want to kick real drywall again. I want to go to one of those. Uh, I feel like it would be therapeutic to do one of those, like, you know, break the glass, like those break rooms that you can, like, go smash a bunch of shit in. Can I tell you about this? I yes, please. I used to work at one. <laughs> What? Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> okay, so I'll say first to your point, it is very, like, therapeutic and, like, yeah. liberating. It, it's a very liberating experience. However, <laughs> it – how to say this? Um, like, working within one um, – it's a lot deeper than what people m may give it credit for. And what I mean by that is like, I mean, this is what we've just been talking about. Like this is deep work. So you're us you're saying, Hey, come on down to break some plates for a fun time. And then people do. And then, Oh, that just unlocked something deep. Yeah. Yeah. You're moving dense energy. Yeah. And, uh, I would love to envision like a version where like low key you get to have a therapy session afterwards because that's actually like what you need sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of talk therapy after the physical release. Yeah. Yeah. And <sighs> anger is really fascinating. Um, it's a really fascinating emotion. What's... Oh, What's your relationship with anger? Uh, I. <laughs> How loaded is that question? Well, it's pretty. I mean, I feel like I actually have been going through, you know, a like a deep reclamation of my anger. Mm. So, in some terms, I feel like you know I've probably been accessing that that inner teenager a little bit because yeah. I have been, I have been deconditioning so much to the point that like I have been letting. So I love all of um, Clarissa Pinkola Estes's mm. um, books. Um, yeah. And in her, uh, obviously like one of her most popular, the women who run with the wolves, it's like, there's the, there's, I, I never recall stuff very well, but there's a, <laughs> There is a story in there about, I think it's called the tiger and the eyelash. You can look it up. It's a, mm. uh, I think it's a Chinese myth. And um, 
it's it's all about the harnessing power of anger and actually how beautiful it mm-hmm. is to feel so deeply that this this wild beast within you becomes mm-hmm. unleashed yeah um and that it is it is a source of creative energy and yeah. connection to spirit and connection to the wild woman within um especially i mean it's it's in the women who run with wolves so that's like kind of the connection and through line for that book is reconnected reconnecting to that wild woman and and anger teaches us how to uh that there are that there is it's not like always like rainbows and butterflies in the spiritual realm like anger is a deeply um intelligent emotion that shows us what is worth fighting for and what is worth protecting Mm -hmm. and going to bat so um I would say that my relationship to my own anger, it still needs some work, but it has been coming out and I have been um, kind of allowing it without judgment. Um, So yeah, that's what I'll say on anger. Yeah. I mean, especially like, I mean, I'm so glad you brought up that book. Fuck. It's a great book. (laughs) Um, I'm still only like halfway through, but like, I mean, for everyone, like, everyone needs to decondition anger. But, like, for women especially, it's quite deep, that work, I think. Oh, yeah. Because We've been told to shut up and be nice our whole lives. Well, this is exactly, and this is something I learned um, through my psychology degree is, you know, like, men are taught to regulate sadness. Women are taught to regulate anger. Wow, you know what these often turn into? Anxiety. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> like how how often do you feel absolute fury and rage, and you're like, "Well, can't do that," so guess I'll be anxious instead. Yeah. Um. Oh, so often, but uh, something that uh, what you just said that triggered within me is like. We are already, we access, um, there is already a cross section between, you know, psychology and human design, even just there, like the spirit, the solar plexus, um, anger, nervous system dysregulation. Yep. Like (laughs) we can, there is so much information that we can intersect to help support these deconditioning practices so they don't have to feel so so that we can start to observe the anger and, and realize that, oh, 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 this is my, like, emotionality. This is my connection to my solar plexus. What kind of yeah. gates do I have in there? Do I have a defined solar? Like, it's very cool when you start to, like, like, you can kind of see those cross threads. Well, this is the thing. We're all, like, trying to describe the same things. Yes. Um, it's just different you know, different pathways, different ways of going about it. I do find that some things get closer to the thing, but then you got to, but then it's like, all right, well, that's not the whole picture. So now we got to go somewhere else. And um, mm-hmm. like, I I love this concept of, of myth and. Oh my God. 
and yes. archetype, right? Because like in so yes. many, like we talk about the jinkies and the gates, like they're all archetypes, you know? And, mm. and then we, like when we bring it to story, to myth, like, I mean, that's so innocent, isn't it? Like, oh, like what, it, like this whole gate is captured in this fairy tale or something, you know, like, or like trying to understand the solar plexus is, or whatever the thing, you know, like, I don't have an example, but. Um, yeah, it feels so accessible to, to yeah. write it, to write a story about ourselves versus intellectualizing and like to, to write poetry with our lives that is so fun and creative and ex mm. and expressive versus, oh, der, er, this is activated now, like <laughs> meh, robot. <laughs> well, that's, and, that's the reality is that we are just telling a story. So yes. people like grip to the thing so tightly. I'm like, we're still just telling a story. Yes. Like people yes. who, and this is, and I'm going to personally defend Mr. Rudd, Mr. Richard Rudd, <laughs> but people come for him in terms of like the gene keys that he watered down human design. And I'm like, you just totally missed the point. People do come for him? Yeah. There's, there's gene key deniers? Not gene key deniers as, well, I suppose it is, but um, rejectors, certainly. Ugh. <laughs> this world is so weird. It's so strange because we're all just trying to talk about the same thing. <laughs> you guys, we're we're all we're we're on the same mission. <laughs> we're what talking about our connectedness and the archetypes that the archetypes and and like on a scientific level, like I don't have all the facts here. Mm. The frequencies, like the the wavelengths, the the neutrino, like we're all just trying to connect it all because we 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 inside of ourselves know it's one. Like, yeah. oh, my God, we're having this binary experience. What the fuck? I know I'm connected to something else. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, like, and this is this is very, like, you know, then you get up six-line vibes. Like, you go up on the roof and you're like, oh, we actually really needed that person to, to reject that thing. That was actually a really Absolutely. important thing. So then you're, yep. like, you're like, well, everything's perfect, so I can't really be too mad <laughs> for too long. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and we're all just, we're all playing our role. We have no choice. And like, it's funny, I was in a different thread today. And we were talking about it's like a social media thread. And I was talking about this activation I have around social media right now. And just like, uh, you saying that just now is like bringing a different level of awareness to this activation that I have, which I, I need to name, right? We need to name our name demons to cast them out. Mm. Um, so there's there's value in that um in saying like this thing triggers me and what it was is like the hierarchy systems that are still taking place like in the instagram realm it's like mm. pop hd versus source material <laughs> and like you know like all these things and it feels like that it's creating this inaccessibility for like i will go there to connect with people and find community mm. and like even i'll go to like my search bar and it's like they're hidden because the algorithm's pushing the big accounts and like the people that somehow accessed that i don't know some sort of whatever yeah. and and it's so funny because like in my head i make that 
means something and you're saying that it's like oh they're just playing their role and like instagram will adjust in its due time when it's time for it to do so (laughs) and it's just not time like the synarchy's not quite here well also the okay i hope i can just do it lay it Uh, on me um well collective belief is very strong and i have been playing with the concept that shadow banning doesn't exist. Like, people, like, the algorithm, I am the algorithm. Like, what? Like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm going to oh be making shit. Because, okay, and here, this is very innocent because I have, like, lived the social media life where it's like, you have to post at this time because that's when most people are online and that's how the algorithm will pick it up. And don't forget your hashtags and you got a tag and the blah, blah. And yeah. that is all desire. So, oh, yeah. So for me, I'm like, and stuff still comes up. Like, you know, I'm like, well, that post didn't really hit but that's fine. (laughs) Or like whatever whatever the thing is, like it's all perfect. It all has a lesson. Um, But I just live as though, honestly, I'm in my own fucking little world. (laughs) And, and I don't know, like that, like it's just not a and because like I do see so much energy like people put a lot like I'm not saying that it doesn't happen like I'm not going to gaslight people um out of that their accounts are hidden like that stuff is real um but I just don't want to give any energy to it like I can't be bothered it's it's not it's not my trip I love that I love everything that you just said um because this is like it's it's an active story but it doesn't have to be the story and i can always rewrite that that myth yes yeah and that story and and this is okay so when i said collective belief i'm like why are we all investing into this idea that someone else is in control you just yeah. your power away oh god yeah and and like there's still whack stuff going on, you know. I'm still getting five thousand like sex bots every day, and I'm like, what is that about? Like Instagram, you really can't do anything about this. Hmm. Right. That is curious to me. <laughs> right. Um. Someone said. Someone said yesterday to me they were like the sex bots. They're sex positive. I was like, I feel like they're the opposite of sex positive. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There's, there's something. Sex box bots are. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other thing. But like, you know, like m- much like some conversations that we've had about separate things, like, um, uh, just in regards to giving your energy to something. Yeah, and like fueling it. Hmm. Yeah, you just reframed my whole mind. Thank you for that. No worries. Thank for that. Thank you for that divine spanking. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm I a baby. No, you're the baby. <laughs> Mommy. I'm the baby. Mommy. <laughs> I feel like all, all like real life mothers 
just need a break where they get to like be baby, you know? Like Oh god. It's your yeah. turn. It's your turn. Yeah. Um <laughs> our our mutual friend Sarah Belpedia, when I visited her in Austin, mm. she is such a motherly type. And yeah. She mommed me. It was the first time since I've been a mom that like she like I had like my own room. She like got all these like goodies. She like fed me so well. Her space was just like she's calm environment or calm determination. So everything was just like chill. I just sat and had tea. I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> she's like, do you need a blanket? Like it was it was so nice. It, it, I do think every mom needs to be mommed yes. every once in a while. Yes, they should. And they deserve it. Yeah, they do. Um, I feel quite complete. Yeah, How about you? Me too. I don't know that we talked about the topic per se. Um, <laughs> but yeah. maybe we did. I'm I think sure. we did. And I think this is innocence. <laughs> okay. That's innocence. <laughs> <laughs>